All right, we got a hot podcast for you. We got talk about Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal, 2018. I'm going to talk a little Men in Black Three uh, and uh, where we're going, where we've been. We got a lot of hot topics. This is the We're Having a Good Time podcast. My name's Dusty Slay, and my co-host, Hannah Hogan, hey, <laughs> is here with me, and she has uh, been napping, so she's a little spaced out. We're doing this on Monday, as opposed uh, to Wednesday, because I am flying to Montreal, Canada tomorrow to be a part of the Just for Laughs Festival uh, New Faces. It was very exciting. It was just released today. It was just announced today. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for you. Are you excited? You've never been to Montreal. Never been to Montreal. I've been to Canada many times. My wife here, Hannah Hogan, is Canadian. She's from Toronto, Peterborough, Ontario. Yeah, but Quebec is not really Canada, though. It's sort of its own little French territory. It is Canada, of course, but it's French. Right, but I have uh, – I've never been there, and that's, that's the point. I've been to Canada a lot. It's still considered Canada. Uh, I've never been there. Uh, and I'm excited to go. Yeah, and uh, for those of you that uh, may not be familiar with uh, Just for Laughs in Montreal, I would argue that it's the biggest or most prominent uh, comedy festival in the world. It's a big deal, and uh, yeah, and you're gonna be you're gonna be in it this year. You got invited to go do it. It's very exciting. I did get invited, and uh, I'm pumped to pumped to be doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm pumped to. You know, I don't know what it'll mean. Uh, who who knows? You know what I mean? I did uh, several. I've done several festivals. Some of them really great. Others uh, they don't help me. So who knows? But I'm excited nonetheless. I think it's a just a great honor to be invited. I know it's a, like a coveted thing by really any comedian that knows what's going on. I mean, I think would want to go to Montreal. Totally. And I think so many things are. Uh, it, it is always like, okay, so you got this, what next? You got this, what next? So even in what I just said, uh, I'm looking past on to the next thing already before just taking the time to appreciate that I've been invited to a thing. And I most certainly appreciate it, uh, but I don't, I don't want that to be misconstrued. You know, I mean, a lot of people think about these festivals and about late night opportunities and they're like, What's that going to get you? What happens next? And it's like, no, that like Jimmy Kimmel, I did that. And people were like, well, what's next? And I'm like, well, that's no, that's the thing. (laughs) I got to do the thing. I got to do that late night spot. What's next? Well, I got to try to get something else, you know? Yeah. And it's all culminative, you know, that I think you nailed it. If that's it, that's what you want. And that's what um, has has been given to you. And so accept it and enjoy it. And, you know, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the streets of Montreal, or should I say the ruse of Montreal, R-U-E, that's what street. Street. That's what Rue 21 was, that jean company. Yeah. French yeah. jeans, probably. Yeah, Montreal, they're just going to have like Rue Saint-Pierre and mm-hmm. Rue, uh, Queen Victoria or something. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, people think that you're going to go and, and, and do uh, Jimmy Kimmel and then Jimmy Kimmel hands you a key and that key is going to unlock the next thing. It's like life's not this video game. You 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 go and you get a thing, and then uh, when that's over, you you go and get another thing. Yeah, and some people just stay on level one. 
Some people do stay on level one. Yeah. And some people advance way quicker than others. You know, I mean, I, I don't know that I'm moving along rapidly fast, but I'm having a good time. Oh, yeah. But you've definitely had a real uh, uh, upward trajectory, I would say. I'd say every year you, uh, you know, you keep you keep uh, getting better as a comedian and, and your credits and the things that you're totally. doing are reflecting that. Well, I'm always working it. I'm trying to get better. You know, and uh, trying to get better as a performer and as a joke writer uh, and uh, just all around be a better person. Mm. You know, I'm just always trying to do that. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I'm trying to regress a little bit. I'm trying to sort of like. Uh, well, you're too good. You know, you're too good. You got to <laughs> you got to dial it back some. Yeah, you got to do better. I'm too good, yeah. Yeah, you got to do worse. I'm ahead of my time. Yeah, you got to start. I'm Van Gogh. People are going to know about me when I'm dead. Yeah, if you're too good, people <laughs> resent you. Right? That's why I like, I have good looking hair. That's why I need to wear a trucker hat. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I need to balance it. Do you think that's why you need to wear a trucker hat? My hair's too good looking. <laughs> oh, dang, Dusty. People see this hair and they go, no way that guy grew up in a trailer park. I got to put a perm in it. You, you know? do have much nicer hair than me. Me and my hair, well, I'm not saying that. Pretty much the same length. I'm no, not. I know you're not saying that, and you would never say that to me because you're a very thoughtful person. But I look at your hair, and it's shiny, and it's and there's no split ends, and it's full, and it's thick, and it's just yeah. I mean, it's like it's almost like God looked down on me and He said, "Well, you're gonna spend some time in a trailer park, so I'm gonna give you some good hair." Yeah, <laughs> he said, "You're gonna you're gonna spend a lot of your years just eating cereal and being malnourished. I'm gonna make <laughs> sure that hair looks good." Yeah, I mean, you've got a full head of hair and a full gut of bad bacteria. So. Yes, totally. I have a I have terrible gut. They call it leaky gut. I don't know if that's what I have. I'm not medically diagnosed, but leaky gut is what they call it, where your where your stomach lining has been eroded away and Food just and stomach acid just leaks out into it, and uh, my body gets very toxic sometimes. And I and I've inquired as to why that was, and I learned that in your childhood you drank mostly sodas. This is what my mom used to buy like a twenty four pack of Sam's Choice colas. We would get that's the Walmart brand. We would get regular colas, and sometimes like whatever the doctor, Doctor Lightning, Doctor Thunder. There was a couple of different ones. We would always have that. And Sounds she, reputable. Yes. And she would put them um, under her bed. And she worked third shift. So she would be napping during the summertime. Or sleeping, not napping. She'd be sleeping during the summertime, and I'd be out playing. And I'd get all hot and tired, and I'd run in from outside, and I would go under her bed and get a room temp Coke and drink it. Yeah. Yeah, now your belly's all messed up. I was eating Tums at like 12. <laughs> <laughs> you honestly were. Yeah, I really was. And then you got on a, what is it, a heartburn pill at 20 or so? Yeah, I was taking like, I started taking, Nexium was the first thing that I took. And I was like, oh, this is great. But I didn't have insurance. So Nexium was over the, not over the counter, under the counter, I guess, it, prescription. Mm -hmm. and uh, Through the crotch. Yes. And then I got, got a hold of some Prevacid. And that really worked well, but also prescription. So eventually I found Prilosec. And Prilosec says to take it, it's a 14-day treatment is what it says. You take it for 14 days, then you're supposed to be cured. At least that's what the line was in 2004. So I started taking it in 2004 and didn't stop taking it till probably 2015. Yeah, because of me. 
I stretched out a 14-day treatment for 11 years. Uh, Prilosec, I don't know if you could say it saved my life or if it allowed me to do awful things that I wouldn't have done otherwise. Like I used to drink so much like like legitimately I would call in sick with heartburn. You know what I mean? I would be – I had – uh, drank so much and eaten so bad that I would wake up and my stomach would be on fire. My throat would be on fire. I'd be like, I can't do it right now. And I would, I was smoking a lot of cigarettes. So I'm sure my esophagus was just on fire. But as long as I was on top of those Prilosex, I wouldn't really notice it too bad. Right. But then I came into your life and I said, look, you can't be reliant on a pill for the rest yeah. of your life. You're going to fi- need to figure out how to deal with your stomach naturally. Yeah. I'm very against prescription drugs, not for other people, but for myself. I'm very against taking them. Now, that being said, if I have a real bad headache, I don't mind taking an Advil. If I, you know, I don't know, uh, if I needed to go to the doctor, and the doctor was like, you need to take this pill or this uh, whatever is going to kill you. I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't mean that. But if I can stay away from them, I want to stay away from them. So I was taking this pill every day, and I wanted to get off of it. If you struggle with heartburn, there's a couple of things that I'll tell you. I like to get a papaya digestive enzyme. It's chewable. You can get it at Whole Foods, a couple of other places. Whole Foods guarantee to have it. If you have an Earth Fair, they have it too. They have it in what it looks like a little Tums Rolade roll. Or you can get in a bottle. Papaya, not the pineapple. The pineapple almost gives you heartburn. Papaya, it's great. Really changed my life. Also, you can get digestive enzyme tablets. Take a couple before you eat. Take one before you eat. Like if you eat a protein, very good. Uh, bone broth, uh, I'm a big fan of. You can get it in a – you can make your own. Boil down some chicken broth. Boil down some chicken. Or buy a powder form by Dr. Axe. I'm, they're not a sponsor. They should be, but they're not. And uh, But I, I do like that stuff. It's very good. Helps me a lot. And, you know, you're a real soldier because, you know, you struggled pretty much daily with stomach indigestion stuff. And I have heartburn right now. And I actually feel <laughs> – <laughs> I do have a burning sensation in my stomach right now. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the thing is, is we, it's really hard to find the culprit because I think – a lot of things trigger it. And I think quite frankly, just the lining in your stomach is just gut. Our food's so bad. People have told me that, that, that they struggle with this and they would go out of the country to like Europe and eat for a few days mm-hmm. and they would eat similar things that they would eat here. No problem with heartburn. Well, you probably already had a natural disposition for heartburn. Cause I know your mother has heartburn and your dad, but quite frankly, you know, when you told me the stuff that you were raised on, I was like, oh, yeah. well. I used to, I mean, cereal is what I ate most meals yeah, at my mom's house. I love cereal. all sugar. I never complained about it because I loved it. But I made a post on Facebook about some topics that I would, that people would like to hear me talk about. And one person mentioned cereal. And uh, I got to tell you, I ate a lot of cereal. I've been through them all. I've eaten all kinds of cereal. Fruity Pebbles was my favorite cereal as a kid. I like sugar smacks a lot. Uh, Golden Crisp sugar smacks were the same kind of cereal, different mascot. Uh, you had Tricks, which was a pretty good cereal as a kid. Uh, I liked Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries, Peanut Butter Captain Crunch. That was very See, when good. I was growing up as a kid, we weren't allowed to have any of that kind of cereal. We oh, had to yeah. have, I think the craziest kind we ever got was every once in a while my mom would spoil us with Honey Nut Cheerios. But mm. we like had to have like... 
the lamest brands. And as and we and, and and also she would only we would only be allowed to have like a little bit of pop. Everyone by so, pop you mean Coke soda, yeah, soda. Yeah. You know, on a Friday night when we're watching a movie, but she would she would administer it, and it would be like a quarter of pop, and that's like a much, qu- oh, like a like, like a quarter of twenty five percent of the can, quarter of a cup, yeah, yeah. She was very, they were very strict on what we could drink. Why even give you the Coke if that's all you're getting? Because it was a treat. Wow. Now it sound that sounds awful and cruel, but let me ask you this. Do you have heartburn right now? No. No. I don't have so, any allergies. Right. I don't no, think I have not, any. I'm not allergic to anything. I don't think that I'm allergic to things, but my food as an adult, my face breaks out. I don't have any cavities. My face breaks out uh, a bit more as an adult than it did as a kid. So I think I'm allergic to something uh, because I think I'm allergic to cereal. I think we've narrowed it down. Last week, uh, the last few weeks you were gone and I got a cereal called Peanut butter panda puffs. Oh, <laughs> dusty. Yeah, you were gone for three weeks. Some men cheat on their wife when they go on, and you just cheat with the cereal. So I had, yeah, I had a lot of cereal and a lot of cigars. And, oh, uh, dusty. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Lord. So, so. Oh, uh, Lord. Peanut butter panda puffs. If you don't know, apparently, a donation of that goes to save the pandas. Oh. But I bought uh, – it comes in small boxes, but I found a bag of peanut butter panda puffs in a store. And it was a pretty large bag, and uh, I ate that bag. And my face broke out pretty bad. So I think – and it breaks out in the same spots every time. I think you're just a typical hipster. You got a little gluten allergy or something like that. Maybe. You got the long hair. And you got the gluten. Well, I wish that my face didn't break out. I'll be honest with you. I'm not really self conscious about it because I I don't care, you know. But I also wish that it didn't. Uh, and you know, well, all you have to do is go to the doctor and ask them why is my face breaking out. I'm sure I mean, that there's stuff like you know um, pills and proactive stuff. Proactive, yeah, stuff. pills and stuff. I mean, you it's get like that. you know, if weird things happen. I like to skin. You know, I like to put a little. Uh, well, I I quit eating the cereal, and it's going away. So. I didn't quit anything else, but I've quit eating the cereal and it's going away. So mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. So I'm just going to stop doing that. All right. But we worked out today. We went to the gym today. I worked out. I did a light bicep workout, light chest workout, light, light triceps workout. So you looking good. Really, really toned. Oh boy, you're looking good back there. Really toned now. My friend Matt Price came over yesterday. Uh, shout out to him. He um, adjusted our microphones. Now, if they don't sound good, then I've probably messed it up since then. But he came over yesterday just to adjust our microphones and make sure that our podcast sounds great. He also uh, whipped up that intro song for us that you hear. Uh, he did that. And so. Matt Price is priceless. Priceless. He's really helped us out. I, I went down to Coleman, Alabama last week. This is oh, we forgot to get into our segment where oh, we, we been. Just, we went on a fun rant. Yeah, where we been? Where we going? Yeah, well, we went on a fun rant. We did. I regret nothing. I don't regret anything either. But we uh, last Thursday, I went down to Coleman, Alabama, to May's Food Hall. My friend uh, Shane Quick, uh, he runs a uh, a food hall. It's basically like a food court in the middle of downtown Coleman, Alabama, and um, went down there did a show with uh, Shannon Cook. Uh, and Shannon Cook uh, said to me something that I think that may, maybe other people don't know about the, what's happened with our podcast is that I had an old website and I was loading my podcast through that website and it was putting it to iTunes. So then I had to get a new website 
So I had to get a new feed into iTunes. So uh, he had said he's not been able to see our last few podcasts, and that's because he was still on that old We're Having a Good Time. So click on the unsubscribe from that one, research We're Having a Good Time, and you'll find it. It's deceptive because it, it's the same cover. Image. It's the same cover. So, one day we'll get – we asked a guy to make us a picture, and he didn't make it. He's been very reliable in the past, but this time he really didn't do it. Well, people go through things. People do, and I'm not mad at him. That's why I'm not shaming him publicly. I'm not mad at him either. But uh, – But that – but but uh, so yeah, just but just go to Dusty's website. And go to my website. And then Dusty you'll find the new one there. Matter of fact, if you're hearing this, these instructions, then you've already done yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're fine. Tell, tell tell your friends. Though. Yeah, tell your friends. And 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 like I say, I've been I've been listening to a podcast, and I don't mind taking this idea. But he said on this podcast, share this podcast with one friend, and I do want you to share it with a friend. Uh, so I've been to Coleman, Alabama. I did a show with Shannon Cook. Had a great time. Um, you know, uh, I like what Shane's doing down there. He's having a great time. Uh, we had a great time. And then uh, this weekend, Hannah did a show, two shows with Tom Arnold. Uh, who was a great uh, – I enjoyed Tom Arnold in the 90s. Uh, True Lies, The Stupids, both very fun movies for me. I enjoyed them. Yeah, and he had that really funny bathroom scene in Austin Powers. Like, who does number two work for? And uh, Tom Arnold was in the other stall thinking that Austin Powers was you know, having a bowel movement. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and it's really funny. And Tom Arnold's like, you you tell him who's boss. And that was yeah. a pretty funny scene. You got to work with him. He sold out He, he sold out uh, one of the shows. The other one was pretty pretty full and uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Always a fun time at Zany's. Yes. And then on Saturday, there was a brunch show hosted by Brad Sativa and um, uh, Laura Peake. Laura Peake. And I got to do – I got to close that out. You got to do a set on it. Really fun. Yeah. A lady bought several Dusty Slade Wolf t-shirts, mm-hmm. bought six shirts for me right there on the spot. Yeah. I didn't even do the wolf joke. This shirt just sells itself. It does. Well, it's a nice shirt, and you found a fun new tag for your pitch on those shirts, too, yeah. I think. Yeah. Heartburn's getting to me. The um, <laughs> It's rising up my throat right now. It's fine, though. It's working its way well, slowly. Well, do you want to go get a pill? No, no. I don't take pills. And, um, or I mean an enzyme. Yeah. And so when, and then that later that night, uh, Hannah worked with emo Phillips. Yeah. Very funny guy. Yep. Very funny. Enjoyed working with him. I had seen his show actually at Zany's last year. I wanted to go check it out. And I, uh, so I worked with him this weekend and, um, yeah, he like did this thing where he left his, vest on the stage after he got off stage and so because i was a host i went back on to like say thank you for coming to the show and uh and then i come back off stage and emo's in the green room and he's like i need someone i need to get my vest and i was like oh sure sir i'll go get that vest for you so i start to try to entangle his vest which is entangled within the wires of the mic and I'm untangling it. There's still, everyone's still in the room, right? The show's just let out and people are still sitting in their seats so that everyone can see me. I'm on stage and I'm untangling. And then emo comes on stage and basically starts to do this. I don't know. I guess it was some performance piece where he starts to untangle his vest with me 
and he starts to tangle. He started to tangle me in the wires. Wait, what's this? What's happening? Yeah, it was actually weird. It was pretty weird, actually, because he was like getting kind of handsy. Good thing you didn't tell me this before. Emo got out of town. Yeah, I know. He, yeah, it was pretty weird. Like he would like 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 he would like untangle. We were trying to just get his vest out, but he would like then wrap me in the wire close to him and stuff. So no, I don't care for this. Yeah, and that was sort of like in front of everyone. So it was pretty peculiar. I was pretty happy to get off stage after that. Yeah, so that was Emo Phillips. <laughs> well, that's good. All right. Now, where are we going? You are off this weekend, right? Yeah. But then you're starting a tour the next week. Oh, yeah. Starting a tour with some friends from L.A. Well, I've got a lot of stuff going on in uh, August. And on August uh, 2nd, I'm doing a TV taping. For oh, yeah. At Zany's with... Uh, at Zany's with... Killer Bees. With, with comedian Killer Bees. Killer Bees. Yeah, and then... The uh, comedy buzz. Yeah, the comedy buzz. Best buzz in town. Yeah, so get some tickets at Zany's. That's on August 2nd. And then um, I'm kicking off my tour uh, with two girls from Los Angeles, two comedians from Los Angeles... Sophia Alexander and uh, sorry, Sophia Alexandra and Christine Little, and we're hitting up a lot of different cities. We're starting in Nashville, and our kickoff show is going to be at Third Coast Comedy on August third. Very exciting, yeah. And then this weekend, I'll leave. Uh, I'm going to leave tomorrow very early. Uh, it's Monday now. I'll leave Tuesday. Uh, fly to Montreal. I have a show on Wednesday. And uh, then I have another one on Friday, possibly others, but I'll be back late Sunday, Saturday night. And I have two shows at Zany's with John Christ. But those shows are already sold out, so you can't get tickets, but we'll be doing it. That's awesome. Very exciting. If you don't know who John Christ is, check him out. He's very funny. He's got a lot of stuff on Twitter. He's got all of his videos go viral, I think. And uh, so he doesn't need my help, but very funny dude. Yeah, he is. And he just moved to Nashville. He did just move to Nashville. There's a mass exodus to, to Nashville these days. I'm happy about it. I love it. I welcome comics to Nashville because uh, we could use it. And it's a fun town, fun city. And uh, Yeah, we're the city that has either professional working comics who, you know, have great credits and have been doing, you know, been very successful for years. And then just people that have been doing it for like two years. I guess I'm sort of in the middle where... I kind of have credits, and I, I kind of work professionally. Uh, I'm not quite an open micer, but I'm not. You know, You're doing great. I'm not Nate Brigand. You're a full-time comedian. Yeah, I'm a full-time comedian. I napped today, though. Yeah, you did. But, you know, when you're a full-time comedian and you don't have a show, or most days, you can nap. Yeah, you that's can That's what's great about it. Sometimes when you're driving, you don't get to take a nap, and that's a real bummer. That's a hard day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the... Um, Let's see. But on some cereals, I want to talk about a few cereals that I liked. Uh, yeah, let's get to the real hard I re- topic. I'm just saying, I really like Frosted Mini Wheats, but this is how I like to eat a Frosted Mini Wheat. When I pour the Frosted Mini Wheats into the bowl, I like to take two or three of them and completely crumble them up so that when I'm done at the end, there's a lot of kind of soggy crumblies at the bottom that I can eat. Uh, very fun. And then I like to... Because the Frosted Mini Wheat only has frosting on one side. So I like to, when I eat it, I like to have the frosted side on my tongue so that I can taste it right before I chew it up. Wow. That's pretty high-maintenance cereal. There's a real system to it. Yeah. There is no, like I don't, I think that there's a lot of chemicals in cereal now. Not that it wasn't before, but I just realize it now. 
So I don't like to eat frosted mini wheats, and there's not really a healthy, a good healthy alternative for frosted mini wheats. I don't think any cereal is healthy, but if you're eating uh, peanut butter Captain Crunch versus peanut butter Panda Puffs, <coughs> I think there's a, uh, I think there's a real difference in the amount of chemicals. Peanut butter Panda Puffs is going to have less. There's not a good replacement for Honey Nut Cheerios either. That's a delicious cereal. And I used to eat Frosted Flakes, are you ready, with bacon on the side. <laughs> I told you that yesterday in, in a preview of our podcast. But we, um, yeah, it's very delicious. I don't eat bacon now, but back then I did. Mm. Back then I, you know, I didn't mind putting that in my body. That Pig rinds and Frosted Flakes. My uncle, uh name was Fred, he used to sell pork rinds. He was a very large man. He gained a lot of weight at the end of his life. And uh, he used to sell pork rinds in a at county fairs. Slays pork rinds. It's so gross. It is gross. Is it a pig's foot? Pig's skin. Yeah, I mean, that's nasty. It is nasty. But people eat it up. I mean, they sell pork rinds in the chips aisle. They say that a pig is the closest to eating a human. Eating a pig is as close as you can get to eating a human. Oh, man. If we ever have an apocalypse, we're going to tear each other apart. Yeah, which leads us to our movies section. The movie me and you watched together recently was Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah, which I was pretty sure was just a lesbian love story the whole time, but... It did seem like it at times. It it was. I feel like it was like the, a, southern, a southern story's way to dis, disguise a lesbian love story. Maybe so. Maybe we should read the book. It was based off a book. Maybe you should read the book and tell me about it. Okay. Yeah, I'll get you the book. You read it. Tell I mean, me it was, about it. It's very... Because I'd like to know what the book has to say, but I'm not going to read it. No, I don't think that there would be any explicit them making out and stuff like this, but... Maybe there is. It's like that one girl, Iggy, clearly, like a lesbian. She was a real tomboy. And then... Um, I liked her, though. I was into her. No, I liked, I liked the whole thing. But, I, I mean, I'm watching it with you... And I'm, and you know, you've, I've never seen it before. And you've talked about this, you know, great movie that you had when you were growing up. And I, I classic, love this movie. It's this classic Southern story. And, you know, Duster, Dusty's just like, you know, this classic Southern dude. I don't think he's going to tell me his favorite movie growing up with a, was a lesbian love story. So I'm watching it being like, what? My second favorite movie was a lesbian love story. What? I'm just making that up. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm watching it and I'm thinking like, well, these two are clearly in love and. You know, and this is a lesbian love story, but... Well, you know, uh, and if you haven't seen the movie, I don't, uh, you know, spoiler spoiler alert, but I don't mind ruining the movie at this point. It's been out for 30 years. Like, if you haven't seen it, see it, you know? But, you know, in the movie, uh, Mary Louise Parker, was that her name? She yeah. is the girl from Weeds. Uh, I, I enjoy her. She uh, was dating Iggy, the main character's uh, brother, Chris O'Donnell. And then Chris O'Donnell gets hit by a train and killed at the very beginning of the movie. That's the other thing about this movie is Dusty's like, oh, I want to show you this movie. I love it. So we put it on at like 11 p.m. We cuddle up in bed. It's like a, 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 a like a late night cuddle movie. I'm thinking it's just going to be a fun little movie. So much sadness. I cry so a lot of times tragedy. during the movie. I enjoy it. 
Yeah. Sometimes I feel a little emotionless as a person, and I need to watch a movie to really pull the emotions out. I get that, but you didn't prepare me for that. I had no idea what I... I thought it was just going to be like a little fun sing-along movie, and then here I am facing like adolescent death and uh, domestic abuse and Alzheimer's. Well, yeah. Let's go on through it. Let's go on through it. A husband that doesn't love her. So Chris Chris O'Donnell uh, is killed early on, and then... then Yeah, he's run over by a train because his foot gets stuck in the track. Well, that was dumb of him anyway. You never stick your foot in between two tracks. You know, when you're standing on the train, you just don't do it. And he did it. And then he couldn't get it out of there. He waited to the last minute to try to untie his boot. That's the first thing I'm doing. If I get my foot cut, the first thing I'm doing is untying that shoe, getting out of there, running away. After the train's gone, I'll go back, get my shoe. If it's tore up, it's tore up. You know what I mean? So, so then the two girls become friends and then, but Iggy runs away and they bring her back. Then they become friends and they kind of fall in love. And then the girl, I don't remember her name. What was her name? Mary? Miss, Miss, uh, I don't, I don't know. There's a homeless guy. Uh, it takes place in Alabama, you know, prior to. They deal a lot with race relations. Yeah. 1930s Alabama. Yeah, prior to, but the, but the family. The Ku Klux Klan makes several appearances. One appearance. Oh no, they, they in there. The Threadgood family is, is the main family here. And, uh, they're friends. You know, they have a lot of black friends. They're the they're the cool family in this town. Actually, this whole town, Whistle Stop, is that what it was called? The yeah. Whistle Stop Cafe? This whole town seems to be real cool. You know, black people, white people getting along. But people from Georgia came over to Alabama. The clan from Georgia came into Alabama. That wasn't wasn't Alabama people doing that. And you know, they caused some trouble, but but no real big deal. I mean, it looked like some tragedy was about to take place, but then it all panned out. And uh, the cops showed up and saved the day. And uh, But then uh, the lady, she marries a guy, and then he starts beating her, and so they kill that guy. The Threadgood family kills that guy, and then they— Well, because he was trying to steal the baby. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, he deserved to die. Yeah. And uh, so they killed him. And they chopped up his body. This is where. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is where. This is where this whole thread's leading me to. Yeah. They chop. They they served barbecue at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Also, they served delicious fried green tomatoes. Uh, hence the movie. But they chopped up this man's body so there would be no evidence of the body, and they served it to people that day. Yeah, which was shocking. Another element within the story that just shocked me. You know, I was just lying in bed. It's 1230, and I'm just thinking, I have seen a boy get run over by a train. I have seen a uh, unfulfilled lesbian mm-hmm. sexual tension. I have seen, um, yeah, I have seen cannibalism. I mean, that this movie is, you know, and what, really flies under the radar yeah. of... You know, checking all the boxes. Of well, and the, th- the terror, and the and the great thing is, is Kathy Bates is in the movie, which tells you everything. And really. Kathy Bates is talking to an old lady in a retirement home, and the old lady is telling this story. So Kathy Bates, when you'll come out of the story into Kathy Bates' reality, where she's you know a fat lady married to a fat husband, they're they're they're. Their uh, love life is dying. Their marriage is failing. You know, he just wants to come home and eat fried chicken and, and watch baseball games. And she's trying to do stuff. 
And so she starts visiting this lady over and over again. This lady's telling her these stories. So as she starts telling these stories, they start to inspire her, and she gets brave. And these these kids still her parking lot in still her parking space in the parking lot, and they were like, "Face it, lady, we're younger and faster, right?" <laughs> and so she starts smashing their car with her car, and they come out and they're like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Face it, girls." I'm older and I have more insurance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know what? The 90s had a way with movies that I don't think we'll ever capture again because they were able to have those great one-liners. They were able to have cannibalism. They were able to have a, you know, undercover lesbian yeah. love story, domestic abuse, Kathy Bates in a comedic role, all in one fantastic movie set in the scene of... Uh, and, uh, Jim Crow South. And then the baby that was trying to get stolen, when the baby grew up, the baby also had an incident with the train, but he only lost his arm. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. And see, the funny thing was, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, so... It's like every 20 minutes there's a terrible yeah, tragedy. So when Chris O'Donnell got killed early on, he gets hit by the train, and Hannah's like, does he die? <laughs> And in my head, I'm I'm thinking, oh, the big secret's coming that he just lost his arm, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking, just keep watching. Just keep watching. And then I'm like, oh, no, he does die. Yeah, you forgot that he died. I forgot that he yeah, died. Yeah, because I'm like, no. I turned to you. I was like, Chris O'Donnell can't die, right? Like, I just wasn't ready for it. And and then you're like, don't worry. Just watch. Just watch. I'm like, okay, he's not going to die. And then he dies. Yeah. It's sort of like you prepared me for that. He wasn't going to die. And then he died. I and I felt like lied I'm to on all sides. That. Chris O'Donnell was the big star that never was, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, he seemed like he was going to be a big star. Well, he was in that bad Batman movie. Oh, he, he was Robin. Robin. That's I feel too like bad. that was sort of the end of him. That is too bad. I was also thinking about Anna Paquin. She kind of... She had that comeback with True Blood and then also disappeared after that. But anyway. I don't know much about her. I don't either. What's another movie she was in? X-Men. Who was she? The first X-Men. She was a girl with like the white strip in her head. Oh, I don't know. She was like the main friend of Wolverine. I don't know. I don't remember that movie that well. All right. Rogue. Mm. I bet she was Rogue. Maybe. I don't know. So, Anyways, that was probably Green Tomatoes. Yeah, and then we watched, let's see, we also watched, I, today I watched Men in Black 3. And I wanted, this is my comment that I want to make about that. Not not a terrible movie. I think my friend Katie Frame was in the movie for a very short time as a uh, waitress. which I, She had no speaking part, but she was very clearly in it. And I was like, that's, that's fun. And um, uh, But Men in Black 3, not a terrible movie, not great. I wouldn't have I would have been mad if I went to the theater to see it. But I feel like it tied the whole thing together, tied the whole trilogy together. But it also made me think cuz I watched the movie Bright, which is a Netflix original, which I just deleted Netflix yesterday. I canceled my subscription. It sucks. It always sucks. But Bright is a It's too bad, man. They got 47 comedy specials coming out soon. <laughs> Where am I going to see them? <laughs> But the uh, but bright is just like bright is almost like the mo- it's like Men in Black Four because Will Smith is in it too. It's like now the aliens have just taken over and we're just on patrol with them. Yeah. You know, bright is a bright felt like it could be a good movie, but it was a real miss. And then I watched this movie yesterday, another '90s movie. Uh, Play it to the bone with Woody Harrelson and Antonio Banderas and a young Lucy Liu. 
Yeah, I mean, that cast alone has me interested. Boxing movie. It was pretty fun. Again, not a great movie, but pretty fun. I'm attracted to Woody Harrelson. Woody, me too. Oh. Who's who's not? I always, to me, Woody Harrelson always seemed like, like as a Southern, I don't know where he's from, but to me, he was always seemed like a Southern guy. Mm, I think he's actually like quite progressive. I think he was raised religious and then he turned away from God. Honestly, I think this, this I think has nothing to do. I'm talking about being Southern. Oh, okay. Sorry, I equate the same things. No, absolutely not. Okay. That's a common misconception that people think everyone from the South is religious and outside of the South, no one is. Uh, Jesus most certainly did not have a Southern accent. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but That's the name uh, of your new album, yeah. But the uh, uh, no, I didn't think that he was religious. It wasn't that, but I, I just took him as a Southern guy. Okay. So watching him in movies, he always gave me a little hope. I was always like, I like that guy. I can relate to that guy. Mm. White man can't jump. I was like, I can't play basketball at all, but Woody Harrelson gives me hope. Yeah, Kingpin. Kingpin. Play It to the Bone is in there with those two movies to me. Now, is it as good? Not even close. But it's in that same. I think the director of White Man Can't Jump also directed Play It to the Bone. Okay. Kingpin. Is the most underrated comedy of all time. Mm. Them's fighting words. That movie is hilarious, and no one talks about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's okay. All right, so I talked about this conspiracy a while back, and you weren't here, and I want, I don't know if we talked about it since on the podcast, but we have watched a couple of videos, and I want to get your opinion on the is Alex Jones Bill Hicks conspiracy. <laughs> because there is some pretty compelling evidence. And uh, although it sounds crazy, I know it does. But what after watching a few videos, what do you think? Well, I would say the most compelling, like, okay, you know, to be uh, the devil's advocate, uh, you know, the, the, the evidence that supports uh, one's argument to say that Bill Hicks faked his death, faked his death of pancreatic cancer at 33. Which, which, according to this video, I don't know, but according to this video, is very rare to die of pancreatic cancer at such a young age. Yes, but he also lived a very hard life. Not that living a hard life necessarily and equates to cancer at 33. But I also debate debate how hard of a life he lived. Well, he did a lot of drugs and he, he smoked. He smoked cigarettes and he drank. He did a lot of drugs. He drank a lot. He was sober in the last few years because he cleaned himself up. I think I think that's one of the reasons he I think it's debatable though. If I had died in my twenties, people would have said, Yeah, he was really drinking a lot. Well you were, babe. But, that's why you don't drink anymore. But I don't have pancreatic cancer. No, you don't. Yeah. That yeah. We know about. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I know, I know. All right. I'm just saying. All right. So I'm not asking you to tell me. Okay, so this is what I was going to say, though, with um, Bill Hicks. Okay, so so let's say that – so the argument that supports uh, Bill Hicks turning into Alex Jones, they're both from they're both from Texas, both from, I think, lived in Austin. You yes. Know, and they also had the same, essentially, best friend. Right. Okay, so Bill Hicks' best friend was this one dude. We'll call him Bob. Okay, and Bob is also – seemingly Alex Jones' best friend and actually one of the producers of his show and the early producers of, of Alex Jones, you know, conspiracy show on cable TV in Texas. So that's a connection right there. It's a pretty strong connection at the same best friend. And 
The other thing that supports this argument is that they have the same teeth. Okay, well that's another one. But the other, but the but the first one I was going to say is that um, while it was purported that Bill Hicks and Alex Jones knew each other and were friendly or at least acquaintances, they were never photographed or videoed together at the same time. So you never see them around each other. There's no evidence. Just like Brad Pitt and Edward Norton in Fight Club. Right, right. So then there's that. Okay. So, and then, and then there is sort of that, if you were to add a bit of poundage to Bill Hicks, plump up his face a little bit, take out his hair a little bit, is there a little bit of a physical resemblance? Yes. But I argue, and I will state on the record, no effing way is Bill Hicks Alex Jones. Okay. I think you're wrong, but. I respect your opinion. Okay. I think it is. I think it's the greatest trick that Bill Hicks ever pulled. Uh, no, I mean, I, I just, I just don't, th- I don't see it because actually Alex Jones looks like he's fat, but if you see him standing up, he's actually, he's more so bloated than fat. Yeah. I think he drinks a lot. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't not, you can't do info wars and not drink a lot. Right, but but he's not he's not actually fat. So actually, and we so watched it's probably around the same weight. And if you've never watched, this is to the to the listeners because me and Hannah watched this the other night. But if you ever watch Alex Jones on Joe Rogan podcast, oh my god, that's pretty great because Alex Jones he gets pretty high, he gets pretty drunk. <laughs> and I watch a lot of Joe Rogan, so we were Dusty and I were watching Alice Jones on Joe Rogan, and Dusty turned to me. He's like, "Is this what always happens on Joe Rogan?" I was like, "No, this is just Alex Jones getting real messed up with Joe Rogan. Like every once in a while, he'll have like Burt Kreischer on his show, and they'll get messed up. But it's like for the most part, maybe they smoke weed. But Alex Jones was like taking breaks to go pee. He yeah. was getting ripped, and it's you can so great. see him getting ripped throughout the episode. It was so great because. Uh, also, Joe Rogan is a comedian. It's like, if, if you know, what if what if Joe Rogan's in on it? What if he knows that Alex Jones is building? Well, apparently, Joe Rogan and Alex have been friends for twenty years, which yeah. would also explain you know Joe being friends with. But I just don't. I just don't think so. I just don't think. That, I like to buy into. I it. I don't think a comedian would stop being a comedian, especially Bill Hicks. I like to buy into the fantasy of it all. But can you really imagine Bill Hicks in the trajectory he was on and? In the subject matter that he was tackling, that he would just throw it away. To well, a lot be of people like a cartoon like Alex Jones. Well, a lot of people think that Alex Jones is a conservative, but he's definitely not. He's he's you know he's a you know he's a wacky dude, and Bill Hicks is. Uh, well, you can have wacky conservatives. Dude. No, no, I don't. I don't mean that he's a liberal. I mean, it just he's just a he's just anti-government. I think he's an entertainer, and he's a sensationalist. Right. So that's what I'm saying, though. Bill Hicks was an entertainer. Uh, anti-government kind of guy. And uh, so I, I don't think it's that far of a stretch. Obviously, it's a really far stretch. I think I think that I can see where people are connecting these dots in the conspiracy world. You know, I can see I can see the arguments. They're not, you know, so far out of left field that you're like, no effing way. It's like saying, you know, uh, it's like saying, you know, Marilyn Monroe was really Tupac, you know, like obviously they well. weren't, you know. But, you know, with Bill Hicks and Alex Jones, you're like, okay, they're around the same age. They could have done this and that. And they, Oh, the other argument they say, which is actually quite interesting, is they say that Alex Jones right now is only 44 years old. Right. He's and much he older than they say. Because yes. Bill Hicks would is about 10 years older than Alex Jones. So, 
which makes which which is actually probably the most compelling piece of evidence because it's like no way Alex Jones is 44. He looks so much older than 44. And Alex Jones makes the joke all the time that he's Bill Hicks. So, how disrespectful. Yeah. To the Hicks family. Yeah. So, but that's a fun time. I don't care if they're the same person, but I like to buy into the conspiracy for the fun of it. There is a video, and I've already talked about it, uh, ODD TV. Uh, ODD Reality is what the YouTube channel is called. I'm not vouching for any of the guy's other videos uh, because I don't know all of what else he has. But that particular video, very fun. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, I'd like to give – I always like to try to do a little bit of something if you're a newer comic. uh, I like to think about uh, joke writing. Right? If you have an idea, uh, let's say – let's find a premise. You have an idea and you're like, this is what I think is funny. And this is what I think. This is my joke, my, my joke writing advice. If you, if you think something's funny, ask yourself why it's funny and then ask what is it like and then give an analogy of something that it's also like to compare it to uh, or uh, try to do many examples. If, if you're like, okay, this is funny. What's another example of this? And, and then give it the rule of three. And look up the rule of three on the internet. I mean, it's a very common rule. Look up some – it's really not a bad idea to go on the internet and just type in joke writing formats because there is a format to a joke. A lot of people hate uh, classic joke format, but you know what? It's funny. Classic joke format with original content is very funny. Yeah, that's Emo Phillips. Right. It's very funny. Yeah, Emo Phillips is a really, really great I mean, joke writer. People think that Mitch Hedberg was was, you know, just up there talking, but no, he wrote jokes. He had set up punch, set up punch, set up punch. David Tell. David Tell, set up punch. Todd Berry, set up punch. I mean, they all have their different way of going about it, but at the end of the day, it's all set up punch. Unless you're a storyteller, which is harder. If you if you know, uh I'm not saying don't do it. If you're great at telling stories, do it, but I think it's harder. Uh to make it funny. It's not hard to tell a story. It's hard to make it interesting. Yeah. I think they say with the story is you have to tell them what the story is about so that they know yeah. why they're listening. And then you kind of work backwards. And then I also, uh, in this last part, so I don't know if that helps, but any questions that you have on that, please email at dusty.slay at gmail.com. I'll be happy to answer your questions if I can. Um, uh, and I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, I was in high school uh, and I got... When I was in 10th grade, I was just hanging out with some friends. I was reminded of this, but I was in 10th grade. I got headbutted in PE by another guy playing football, and my eye swole shut, my right eye. My right eye is a little bit fatter around the eyebrow than my left eye, and I think because of this. And then when I was a senior in high school, two years later, I was in the bathroom. There was no, there was no uh, doors on the stalls, and I went into the stall to pee. And someone tapped me on the shoulder, and I turned around. They punched me in the face twice, and there were no mirrors in the bathroom because they had already been broken out. And uh, so I just left. The guy ran away, and I was so stunned. I was just like, what just happened? And then I left, and two people saw me, and they were like, dang, Dusty, what happened to your face? And then I touched my face, and I was bleeding. So he busted my eye up. And then I found the guy the next day, confronted him, and then the principal came over, and then I never saw that guy again. So that's two people that got expelled from school uh, because of me. Well, because they stabbed me and punched me in the face. 
not because of me. I didn't seek them out for expelment, but they were ruthless people. Well, I know why the girl stabbed you. You've told me that story. Why did the guy punch you? No idea. Do you think it was retribution on the girl's part? No, because that would have been f- four years later. Oh, okay. So no idea. Uh, and I'm not sad about it, but I I got to leave school early that day. Still never had any stitches, though. That's actually – I've been punched a lot of times. I've been punched in the face quite a bit, uh, and that's the only guy that's ever made me bleed. Uh, he punched – busted my eyebrow. I think he had a thing. I've been punched a bunch of times. My face has been beat up. Never bled, though. Well, you got a, you got an insane constitution. And I got beat up outside of a bar once in Charleston. I was very drunk. It was 2 a.m. I'd been out since happy hour. I was drinking some sake. And uh, I got thrown down on the floor of a crowded bar. And people were kicking me and punching me. And then I escaped and tried to run this guy down. And then him and his friend beat me up again on the street. And uh, both of my eyes were swollen shut during that it's really a rite of passage, though, as a boy to have your, you know, this shit kicked out. Yeah, I've been, right? yeah, I've been beat up a lot. Like, not like picked on. I just been in fights, and I'm not a violent person. I'm not aggressive. Like, so, would, would you say most boys have gotten into a fight? I, it, it would be impossible for me to say that. But most boys that grew up around me, yes, mm. and they probably were in a fight with me. You know? Oh. And I don't mean I was picking on them. We just fought like it. We would get mad at each other. I remember one time me and this kid, uh, he was my best friend in the trailer park, and we were going around looking for glass bottles um, to shoot with the slingshot. This was before iPhones and before video games were very good. So we were just and, – and you know this was in the days when I guess there was just trash all around. So we found this bottle and then – uh, James was like, that's mine. I found it. And I was like, no, that's mine. And then we started punching each other out there. And then uh, and then James brought a letter down to my house and said he was going to stop going to the rec center with me after school. Wow. That's sad. Broke up our friendship for a while. Yeah. But. There you go. So have you ever been punched in the face? I mean, I fought with my brothers a lot when I was growing up. We got in a lot of scuffles. Yeah. Remember the last fight I ever got into with my older brother, Jake? It felt like, oh, I am too old for my brother to be kicking the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. I remember he like, or maybe I attacked him with a VHS tape. I I can't remember. I bet that's it. (laughs) Knowing you, I bet that you attacked him first. I don't think so, though. No, no. I, I, I don't. I don't know what it was. I think me and my friend were making like a videotape or something like a, like a music video. We used to play music and like lip sing and make music videos. So something happened with the tape. Like one of us taped over somebody else's thing. Honestly, that's actually crazy that I don't remember if it was me that hit him or him that hit me. But anyways, it resulted in a a fight. And I remember just feeling like, Oh, I am way too old for my older brother who is, two years older than me beating me up. So that was the last time I fought with him. But uh, I've never been in a fight with a girl, but I did take an acting class one time where we paid, where we played fuck flight or fight. And I don't know that I'm familiar with that game. Well, but I think that we've put a rating on this podcast. Well, to but not that's be the name explicit. of the game. Well, that's the name of the game though. It's called F flight or fight. Okay. F, yeah. you know, F, 
F U C K. Yes. Well, you already said it. Okay, so what it means? So what happened in this acting class, which was all women, uh, was our acting teacher would just choose people indiscriminately in the class, and we would stand up and we would look at each other, and we'd have to say, "Would we rather F fight or flight?" Okay, so I went up twice, and both the girls that were standing uh, across from me chose to fight me. Okay, so I was like, "Well, I'm going to fight them." You know, because so, and and the, this because you don't want to be trying to f them if they're trying to fight you, right? Yet. Well, the weirdest part was there was like one guy in the class, and so obviously he's like he f, shows, he's yeah, like, f, so, f, so f. The girl was, <laughs> so the girl said flight, and then he was like weirdly humping her. It was a very bizarre class. <laughs> he's just like I'd like to run away, and he's like nah. But he was like get, a weird like bull animal, I'd like like, like a down. moose. Oh my gosh, it was so weird. But me and these girls, I mean, you know, I dominated them. They were just waspy little actresses, and I'm not so tall, but I'm pretty tough. Yeah, for a girl, I would say, and um, country girl. Yeah, I got big thighs, and I, you know, I, I grew up with my brothers and stuff, and I played sports, and I'm just, I got piss and vinegar inside of me. I'll fight you one day, uh, not on this podcast, but another day. I'd like for you to tell the story about the time that your dad formed a second All Star team <laughs> in soccer. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like you to tell. Yeah, we, we were How long very, do you think that story would take to tell? Oh, quite a while. I wouldn't want to rush it. Okay, we but we were a very prominent uh, family. We even have a soccer pitch named after our family in my. What's hometown. a pitch? Like a field. Oh, okay, it's called Hogan's Pitch. Hogan's Pitch. What about Hogan's Bluff? What about it? I don't know. Is that named after you? I don't know what that is. I don't either. <laughs> Why did you say it? I feel like that's a thing, though. Hogan's bluff. Well, you'd need some sort of cliff and water. That's what a bluff is. Yeah. Is that French? Uh, I don't know. No. Oh, okay. No. So you don't know what a bluff is? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know if you're, you know, if you're, if you're saying that you have more better cards than you actually do, that's a bluff, right? Right. Right. Well, a bluff, like in Toronto, we have the Scarborough Bluffs. Which is, you know, a portion of Lake Ontario that meets tall, jagged uh, cliffs. Oh, yeah. It's very hot in this room. Do you find it hot in here? Yeah. I'm on fire. All right. If you're, uh, if you, uh, thanks for listening to this. We've had a good time. I've had a great time filming this and uh, recording it, babe. Yes, recording it. And uh, we got, um, we got Instagram, uh, Twitter, at Dusty Slay, both of them. Instagram and Twitter for Hannah is at Miss Hannah Hogan. Facebook, Hannah Hogan. Facebook, Dusty Slay Comedy. Uh, and then you have... Uh, Hannah Hogan Comedy. Hannah Hogan Comedy is her website. DustySlay.com is my website. Uh, please check us out. I got, a, I got a store online. Go on Pandora. Uh, make a Dusty Slay Comedy Station. And if you don't, if you already have a comedy station that you really enjoy, just add my name into it and then give it a like. Give it a thumbs up when it plays. Um, and then review this uh, podcast. Give it a five-star review uh, with uh, – a lot of people will say don't tell people to give it a five-star review. But I'm just saying if you're not going to give it a five-star, I'd rather you not review it. Um, I want you to be honest, but if you don't like it, I want you to just tell me. Don't put a rating. And then give it a good review so that we get up in up into the mix. And uh, unless you have anything else, Hannah? Yeah, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend about this podcast. And I, I have written down all of the things that people put on Facebook for me to talk about, and I will get to all of them. 
if you have any cereal things, like any fun things, any of these things, uh, tell me your favorite Southern sayings or idioms, uh, old sayings. I'd like to do some time on that. So hit me up. Uh, thank you very much. And we're having a good time.